Hello, everybody. It's uh, January 20th, 2022, and we're ready to begin another planning board meeting with the consent agenda. Could I get a motion on adoption of the resolutions? So moved. Is there a second? Uh, I'll second. All in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? That's approved. Uh, the record plot. Chair. Uh, um, yeah, we uh, need to separate them. There's only one, but yeah, uh, Commissioner uh, Patterson cannot uh, vote on the to approve the to adopt the resolution. Okay. Can we get a motion to approve that record plot? So moved. Terry uh, says she second. All in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? And abstaining? Yeah, this is Tina Patterson. I'm abstaining. Okay, so that's four to zero to one. Um, the Garden of Remembrance Memorial Park Preliminary Plan Amendment. Jerry says she move approval of the uh, recommendations and approval with conditions. Uh, Ruben, second. All in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? That's approved. The Green Tree Estates Preliminary Plan Amendment. Move approval. Uh, Jerry says she move approval. Oh, okay, that's right. Ruben second. Go ahead, Jerry. You oh, can okay. you can do the motion and I'll second. Okay. Motion. All right. Motion on the Green States. Second. All in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? That's approved. The Bradley Farms Administrative Subdivision Regulatory Extension Request. Good, Carol, you're there. <laughs> okay, move approval. Uh, Jerry said you second. All in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? That's approved. The Bloom uh, Montgomery Village Preliminary Plan Amendment and Site Plan Amendment Extension Request. Uh, Ruben, move approval. <laughs> uh, Jerry said you second. All in favor? Aye. 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 Uh, opposed? That's approved. The preliminary plan for 1910 University Boulevard Senior Housing. Ruben, move approval. Uh, Jerry says she's second. All in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? That's approved. The Seneca property preliminary plan regulatory extension request number two. Uh, Ruben, move approval. <laughs> Jerry says she's second. All in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? That's approved. The Tacoma Junction Preliminary Plan uh, Regulatory Extension Request. Move approval. Uh, Jerry says she's second. All in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? Uh, that's approved. And the minutes from December 23rd. Ruben, move approval. Uh, Jerry says she's second. All in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? And that is approved also. Uh, so that brings us to the planning director's report. Thank you. Uh, good morning, everyone. I um, <clears throat> haven't been uh, participating in the last couple of board meetings because I was on leave. Had a wonderful trip to Ireland with my family. Happily, we all had a great time, did not get sick, 
saw beautiful sights, had good weather, all that good stuff. And uh, now I'm I'm back. I feel re-energized. I feel excited about what's to come in 2022. Um, I want to note just a few important dates that uh, you probably have already heard about, but I want to make sure they're on your calendars. We have transmitted the corridor forward plan and it is scheduled for a public hearing at the County Council on February 15th. We have transmitted the Silver Spring Downtown and Adjacent Communities Plan and it is scheduled for a public hearing at the County Council on February 17th. We have transmitted the uh, amendment to the Master Plan for Historic Preservation for the Potomac Overlook Historic District uh, that you all reviewed and it is scheduled for a public hearing before the County Council on March 1st. So those are some important, uh, important dates that are coming up. In addition, uh, another important date is that the um, Fed Committee will be discussing the um, Biotech ZTA on um, um, Monday, uh, January 31st, and um, we will be there to participate in that discussion. Uh, we are uh, beginning our planning for Makeover Montgomery uh, 5, which is a conference that we have done uh, for many years. Um, it is scheduled for September. We hope that it will be able to be in person. We hope that we'll be in uh, good enough shape from a COVID standpoint to, um, to have it in person. We are now out soliciting conference uh, session items, panels, uh, uh, speakers. Um, it the, the theme is resilience, but it's resilience on many levels, economic resilience, environmental resilience, social and housing resilience, and health resilience. Uh, so we think there are a lot of different threads to that theme of resilience, and we are encouraging anyone who has an interesting uh, topic uh, that they'd like to discuss, who would like to put together a panel to discuss any of these topics, uh, to take a look at our website to see the um, the announcement about uh, the fact that we are soliciting uh, conference proposals and the information about how to submit those. So we're very excited uh, about Makeover Montgomery coming up. So that's uh, that's sort of some of the things in the immediate future. Uh, I, I always like to, in our um, director's reports, I always feel like it's an opportunity to make sure the board is aware of and to highlight for you some special projects we're doing that you may see bits and pieces of, but maybe don't really see the whole project. And the one thing I would like to talk about uh, today is our, um, is our ongoing commitment to equity in 2022. I'm very proud that the department more than two years ago, before we had a um, racial equity and social justice bill at the council level, 
what we started earlier in developing an equity agenda for planning. And we had a framework uh, that we shared about a year ago with all of you and with the council. And we have been moving on that framework to accomplish the many different goals that we had laid out. Um, and I think that this really, you know, is important because, um, you know, it, it really demonstrates that we're trying to not just talk the talk about equity, but we're really walking the walk. Um, first, we were looking internally in our equity agenda and planning. And, and to that end, we have had um, department-wide diversity, equity, and inclusion training. We've had actually mandatory training for all of our planning department employees um, on this topic. Secondly, we actually have put in every performance evaluation for every employee in the planning department a performance measure about how they are not only participating in equity training, but how they are integrating equity into all aspects of their work, whether they be a planner, a GIS specialist, or an administrative assistant. Um, so we're uh, actually making it part of everyone's um, performance evaluation. The third thing that we've done is we have created our equity peer review group. We have pu pulled together staff from many different parts of the agency, and they meet on a regular basis to review work products that uh, different teams are working on to make sure that they feel those work products really uh, do have an equity lens and that we are uh, including equity uh, and hearing, again, other viewpoints on work products uh, before they actually are completed. And I really appreciate the staff who have volunteered to be on our equity peer review group. I, I don't know of uh, any other agency in the county government that is doing that kind of an internal review. Um, next, I think you know that equity is one of the three major outcomes of Thrive Montgomery 2050. Equity is discussed throughout that document. We are going to be focusing on equity in all of our master plan studies and policies and our, our equity peer review group helps assure that we're doing that appropriately. We also have made a commitment to communication and engagement in all of our master plans and projects that focus on understanding audiences, particularly diverse and traditionally hard to reach audiences. And you're going to be getting a presentation in a week or two from the Farrell and Briggs Cheney team uh, talking about some of the innovative outreach that they've done. We're doing some exciting outreach with the Tacoma Park Minor Master Plan Amendment. And our communications team is working on developing a sort of strategic plan for equitable communication uh, in all that they do. So we're very excited about that. You've been briefed in terms of the work that Research and Special Projects is doing on the community 
equity index and the work that they have already completed on the equity emphasis areas. That was another important part of our framework for an equity agenda in planning. Um, and what I want to just tell you about briefly today is some additional special projects that we're doing, particularly a number that are being done by our Historic Preservation Office that you may not have heard about and that we think it's important for you to know that we're doing as, a, as an agency. First, I think all of you know about our street renaming effort from last year where we renamed three streets that had been named for Confederate officers uh, and we renamed them for local uh, community representatives from the Scotland community. We've received another renaming request from council member Hans Riemer to rename Montrose Parkway in, uh, in honor of Josiah Henson. Um, we, he has had a lot of discussion with community leaders and uh, there's a lot of support for this. Bontrose Parkway runs through the northern part of what was the Riley Farm where Josiah Henson uh, lived and, and was enslaved. Um, it also, because it's a newer road, does not have a lot of addresses uh, that will be impacted by a name change. So it has that sort of logistic, logistical benefit. Uh, but we are going to move forward with this and we'll bring it back to you as, a, as an agenda item. But I wanted to let you know that this is underway. The next thing I wanted you to be aware of is that um, our Historic Preservation Office, and, and I will mention that um, I believe Rebecca Ballo is on the call, and I ask that she correct me if I say anything wrong <laughs> and uh, or, or chime in if she feels like there is additional information that would be helpful. Uh, but um, our Historic Preservation Office is doing an Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Study. This is something that they have received a grant from the state Maryland Historical Trust to undertake. And its purpose is to create a context study of Asian American Pacific Islander heritage in Montgomery County and to collect oral histories uh, on that uh, very important uh, part of our county's history. Um, we are doing this as part of a statewide initiative to look at Asian American Pacific Islander uh, history and the, the context. Um, and it is focused mainly in, on the city of Baltimore and the Washington suburbs. So we're an important part of that statewide effort. We've created a, a feedback map that is translated into Chinese and Korean as well as English, and that's going to launch in the few weeks on our in a few weeks on our website, which will allow the community to upload pictures and locate sites of cultural importance. And we are um, working to the last steps of bringing a consultant on board. We went through an RFP process to uh, to help with this, and that is being funded again by this grant from the Maryland Historical Trust. So I think that's really an exciting project. The next 
again, special project, but being done by our historic preservation office that I want to talk about is our mapping segregation project. And this was something that was funded uh, by the council in uh, for fiscal year 22. Um, the overall goals are to explore how property owners, land developers, and real estate firms created racially homogeneous communities through the use of racially restrictive covenants and document how these covenants were used to channel racial population growth and influence and how it influenced the development of Montgomery County. To explore some of the New Deal uh, interventions in housing that actually exacerbated racial inequities in the county. Uh, to record and map the racially restrictive covenants to analyze the impact and legacy of these covenants and of these discriminatory housing practices. So we are excited that this project is really uh, gearing up. We have two term contract employees with the, the funding that uh, was allocated by the council in fiscal year 22. We have decided to use that to hire two term contract cultural resource planners who can do the work of reviewing the historical records and land records and capturing the racially restrictive covenants and mapping them in GIS. We're going to have a project website launch in February, uh, and we're very uh, excited to see this project moving forward. There's a few other projects that our Historic Preservation Office is working on um, that we wanted to mention. One is that we're continuing to work with the Scotland AME Zion Church, uh, which had been a designated historic site that had to close due to flooding. Um, and they uh, are working on rebuilding. We have been uh, particularly Rebecca Ballo, and I want to give her lots of kudos for this, has been working closely with the church community to identify uh, emergency grant funds and other sources of money to help this important church, which is one of the last vestiges of the Scotland community, to uh, rebuild and be able to continue to worship in the historic building. Um, in, as part of the Managed Lanes Project, again, I give Rebecca lots of kudos for this. She continues to work to advocate on behalf of the Moses Hall and Tabernacle Cemetery and the Gibson Grove AME Zion Church, which are both uh, going to be impacted by the um, Managed Lanes Project. And uh, it's it's been a struggle to get State Highway uh, to focus on this, and we, we're continuing to have uh, some real concerns there. Um, and finally, um, Historic Preservation, particularly Brian K Crane, is going to be working with a number of community groups, particularly the Reconciliation and Remembrance Commission, and we thank Commissioner Patterson for making that connection uh, to provide information uh, about burial sites um, associated with African-American history and to make sure that we are getting all information that is out there to include in our burial site inventory. So, Rebecca, have I missed anything? 
No, nothing at all, Director Wright. Thank you so much for highlighting the work of the Historic Preservation Team and our commitment to, you know, to equitable representation in our work in historic preservation for the county. So thank you. And thank you to the, to the board for taking the time this morning. So we are excited about 2022. And, you know, I've just today talked a little bit about some of our work on equity in upcoming director's reports. I'm going to talk about our work on economic development and on environmental resiliency, which again are our three big goals from um, Thrive Montgomery 2050. And so I'm going to, again, in my director's reports, try to provide you all with updates using those three buckets as, uh, as things to focus on. And so that is the end of my director's report for today, unless you have any questions. Are there any questions or comments uh, from the board? If not, we will thank um, Gwen, Rebecca, and everybody uh, particularly working on these uh, racial equity and historic um, preservation. And it's not just about historic preservation. It's about documenting and studying the history of some of the racially inequitable practices that have gotten us to this point. Uh, thank you for all your work on that. Um, I think we can turn now to item four, which uh, is a separate team's call. We'll see you in a Chair? minute. Yes. Chair, <clears throat> could I please verify um, the vote for the um, resolution uh, to adopt it? Uh, Chair, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Commissioner Patterson needed to abstain from that. She did not need to abstain from the uh, record plat vote. So uh, I don't know if, if legal could help out if we need to revote for those, because uh, as I have it now, Commissioner Patterson abstained from the record plat vote, but did vote to adopt the resolution, which she was not uh, supposed uh, to do. Well, so we have, I think, um, well, I'll let Emily talk in a second, but we've approved that record plat. So even if she abstained, I think that's fine, but we may need to do, uh, take another vote on the other item to reflect her ineligibility to participate. Is that right, Emily? Yes, I think we can just clarify that her abstention is to the adoption of the resolution. And then if she is okay voting for the plat, as opposed to abstaining, she can clarify that. Okay, so let's just say we'll reopen the record to give uh, her an opportunity to change her vote on the uh, second item, which is which item? Tell me again. That's the record plat. No, the other one. The resolution. The re which resolution is it? The Heritage Garden resolution. Okay, right. So, Tina, uh, do you want to change your vote on the resolution? No. Yes, on the on the Heritage Gardens resolution, it's an abstain, and on the record plats, it is an I. Okay, very good. We will update the record to reflect that. Thank you. Thank you all uh, for being on top of that. Okay, time to uh, move to the next team's call, which is item four: Jennifer Rodriguez Aguilar, daycare conditional use.
Okay, we're ready for item four, which is the Jennifer Rodriguez Aguilar daycare conditional use application. Um, with us, we have Tamika Graham, and I'm told we do have some translation uh, involved, I think, for the applicant, so we may need to just pause uh, to allow for that to mm -hmm. occur, right? Uh, Tamika, are you Great, there? Thank you. Yes, very good. Glad to have you here. Um, is, Tamika, are you there? Good morning. Yes, thank you, Chair, um, and good morning, Commissioners. Uh, again, this is Tamika Graham with uh, Mid-County presenting uh, the daycare ap application for uh, Jennifer Rodriguez Aguilar. The applicant has been uh, operating Ariana's Little Star Family Daycare since uh, June of 2016. And uh, she's requesting an expansion of uh, up to four children. And this helps fill a critical need in the neighborhood. It's also supportive of small businesses and it doesn't impair the intent of the zone, which I'll cover. Uh, staff is recommending approval uh, with conditions uh, to this application uh, and also for transmittal of the board's recommendation to the hearing examiner. Tamika, let me know when you want me to interpret, please. Um, I can stop at each slide if that's okay. Okay, let me tell her, eh, señora Rodríguez, lo que están haciendo, ella está diciendo que usted quiere expandir su, su um, cuidado de niños eh, con cuatro niños más, entonces está pidiendo la aprobación para eso, ¿de acuerdo? Sí, correcto. Yeah, that's right. The staff-defined neighborhood is bounded by Arbutus Avenue to the northwest, Parkland Drive to the southeast, and Vares Mill Road to the southwest. The neighborhood is uh, comprised of uh, small lots with single-family detached homes and served by the Wheaton Woods Park and Wheaton Woods Elementary School. Entonces, ahí tienen los colegios de Wheaton y tienen el parque de Wheaton y está, está rodeado de casas, uh, casas de fam para familias. Sí. Exactly. Uh, the staff-defined neighborhood um, includes uh, four approved conditional use special exceptions uh, within the defined neighborhood. And of those four, there's one uh, approved that's within one block of the subject property. Entonces, uh, de ahí hay cuatro lugares, entonces solamente uno ha sido aprobado en esa propiedad. The subject property uh, is 13011 Freeland Road. It's within the Aspen Hill Master Plan. Uh, it is uh, one. Entonces, su casa está localizada en Aspen Hill, no? Yes. Go ahead. Uh, it's a, a one point, uh, excuse me, a 0.14 acre lot within the R60 zone. Uh, it's a single-family detached house. It does have off-street parking. Uh, and as I mentioned, it is uh, an existing family daycare for up to four children. Entonces, su casa tiene, tiene estacionamiento afuera, 
y uh, está usted está aprobada ahorita para cuidar a cuatro niños solamente. Aprobada para ocho, mi licencia para ocho. The license is for eight, apparently. Yes, correct. Exacto. So the expansion, so the proposal includes an expansion of an existing family daycare uh, for up to eight, as we just noted, for the maximum enrollment for a group daycare facility uh, that allows nine to 12 persons. Uh, the applicant isn't proposing any expansion to the square footage of the, the residents. There are no exterior improvements or no new signage uh, that's proposed. There's Entonces, lo, lo, que están, lo que están pidiendo es aprobar para cuatro niños más. Usted en ningún momento quiere expandir la casa ni no, no hacer ningunos arreglos de construcción. Correcto, sí. Exactly. In addition to uh, the applicant, there are two uh, resident employees, and with the expansion, one additional non-resident employee is anticipated. Entonces, en este momento, usted tiene dos, dos personas, dos asistentes, y con, si, si la prueban los cuatro niños más, usted va a tener a otra persona extra, ¿no es cierto? Sí, así es. Yeah, yes, exactly. Okay, and operations will remain the same in terms of uh, hours and drop-offs that are staggered every 15 minutes. Eh, las operaciones van a seguir iguales, que van a dejar a los niños cada 15 minutos, o sea, todo sigue igual, no va a haber ningún cambio. Exacto, sí, no hay cambio. Exactly, no changes. There's no uh, local area transportation review triggered for this uh, application, and there are no environmentally sensitive features on the property, and it's not subject to forest conservation. Entonces, no hay ningún problema de, de, de el ambiente alrededor de la, de la, de la, de la, del vecindario ni nada. No. No. As previously noted, uh, staff identified four approved conditional uses within a defined neighborhood. Uh, I just want to reiterate that uh, the one conditional use noted on page 5 and 14 should be clarified as, uh, as located nearest to the subject property and the others are listed within the defined neighborhood. Entonces, ahorita ella tiene aprobación para los cuatro, entonces están pidiendo para los cuatro más. Ahí en el vecindario. Okay. The proposal meets the intent of the master plan, which, recommend, uh, which recognizes the need for uh, child care in Aspen Hill. Uh, the proposal meets all of the applicable general requirements for a group daycare facility. Esta propuesta es uh, que requiere el, que ahorita hay mucha, mucha necesidad de, de, para cuidar de niños en esta, propiedad, en esta propiedad y en el vecindario. Yes. Although this application will increase the number of conditional uses within the staff-defined neighborhood, the proposed expansion will not uh, affect the, will not adversely affect uh, the neighborhood or alter the residential nature. Eh, esta propuesta definitivamente no va a afectar en nada al vecindario ni al ambiente ni mucho menos. Correcto, sí. And exactly. the, and the application uh, will be adequately served uh, by public facilities uh, and services as listed in the staff report. 
y la, y la aplicación va a ser atendida con los servicios adecuados y todo como está listado en la aplicación. Okay. Okay. The applicant has met all signage noticing and submittal requirements. El, el aplicante ha hecho todo, ha, ha, ha presentado toda la documentación necesaria. Staff has not received any public correspondence for this uh, application. However, the application materials included uh, several support letters from the community and patrons for the application. Entonces, pero usted ha incluido varias cartas, varias cartas de los, del, del vecindario que le ha mandado a la gente para apoyarla. And so in closing, again, staff recommends approval uh, with conditions uh, and with the changes uh, or with the point of clarification outlined herein. Entonces, nosotros estamos pidiendo que por favor consideren la aprobación de, este, de esta aplicación. Okay, uh, would the applicant like to say anything or would you just like to wait and see if uh, the board has questions? Quiere usted decir algo, señora Jennifer, o quieren esperar que a ver si hay algunas preguntas? Solo me gustaría agregar que me gustaría tener la oportunidad para servir a mi comunidad y teniendo en cuenta que varios de mis clientes están esperando bebés, entonces también ellos necesitan tener sus espacios para mantener sus niños conmigo. Yes, I, I will only like to tell you that, that the, the people in my neighborhood are very happy and also that I have a lot of clients that are expecting and they would like to leave their kids with me. Very good. Uh, are there questions or comments from the board either for the applicant or the staff? Or if not, or if not, is there a motion to approve this uh, staff recommendation and transmit it to the hearing center? Uh, this is Carol uh, Rubin. I'll, I'll make a motion to approve the staff recommendation uh, to recommend approval of the uh, conditional use CU202205. And I, uh, I commend the applicant for uh, expanding daycare, which is uh, uh, very much needed in this community. So, thank you. Ella está pidiendo que por favor aprueben la aplicación y le felicita a usted por expandirlo para ayudar a la comunidad. This is Tina Patterson. I second. And felicitaciones. Ella segunda la aprobación. All in favor? Aye. 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 Opposed? Opposed? That, that is approved unanimously. Thank you very much and good luck to you in your daycare business. Thank you so, so much. Okay, we're ready for uh, item five, which is United Therapeutics, 1000 Spring Street.
Okay, we are ready for United Therapeutics 1000 Spring Street uh, sketch plan, preliminary plan, and site plan. Uh, and with us, we have Grace Bogdan. Thank you. Good morning, members of the planning board. For the record, Grace Bogdan with Down County Planning. Today I'm presenting United Therapeutics 1000 Spring Street. This is a new sketch plan application number 3-2021-0090, preliminary plan amendment 1-2013-019A, and site plan amendment 8-2014-011B. Today's staff is recommending approval of each of the applications with conditions. The project is located in downtown Silver Spring at the corner of Spring Street and Colesville Road. The aerial is located on your screen with the site highlighted in red. The applicant in this case is United Therapeutics and United Therapeutics owns many of the surrounding properties and buildings um, shown on the aerial in the orange dash lines. These are known as the United Therapeutics Silver Spring Campus. Uh, this particular site is approximately 2.06 tract acres in size and is zoned CR3 with a maximum height of 90 feet and within the 2000 Silver Spring CBD sector plan. Uh, the planning board has previously approved several applications for this site. Uh, back in 2013, the project plan and preliminary plan were approved, and then the associated site plan was then approved in 2014, which essentially allowed the site to be uh, constructed with a new building up to 121,724 uh, square feet of density, a predominant amount of that uh, being for office and laboratory space and 10,000 square feet of ground floor retail. Uh, the preliminary or the project plan and the site plan were reviewed under the old zoning code, the, the code in effect on October 29th, 2014. So the CBD zone development standards were applied to this project. Uh, and the building has since been, since been constructed and occupied since 2018. Today, the applicant is requesting to convert 10,000 square feet of that ground floor retail space and 1,000 square feet of office space into an 11,000 square foot daycare center. This daycare center currently exists um, elsewhere on the United Therapeutics campus, and they are proposing to relocate it within this building. So along with that, the applicant is requesting to uh, convert uh, previously approved public use space that fronts on Colesville Road into an outdoor play area for the daycare, and uh, that outdoor play Play space will be enclosed with a new six foot tall fence along Colesville Road. That fence will be uh, six feet in height and staff has worked with the applicant to create uh, an application along the fence uh, in the form of metal panels that will be uh, a, create a weaving effect um, with colorful materials that reflect the playful nature of the daycare area. And so since the uh, previous approvals were under that CBD zone, uh, the applicant is requesting to uh, uh, apply the new CR zones uh, of the new zoning ordinance, uh, which is in effect now. And so that is why there's this new sketch plan to supersede the old uh, project plan and the site plan amendment will make all new findings uh, based on the new code standards. And so we are applying the new CR zone along with the public benefit point analysis uh, with these applications. With that, the public benefit analysis requires 100 public benefit points from four categories. Uh, those four categories are listed on your screen. The applicant will achieve 111.6 points. Um, the, the building is of a newer technology, as you may know, and so it uh, easily uh, achieves many of these points. It's located within a quarter and a half mile of the Silver Spring Metro Station. Uh, the building had been designed uh, with minimum parking in mind, and that is in a structured parking garage. The building is iconic in 
nature and easily meets many of the exceptional design criteria points within the CR guidelines. Um, and last but not least, for protection and enhancement of the natural environment, as you may know, this is a net zero building, and so uh, the building easily achieves uh, full points for both energy conservation and energy conservation. And there is a recycling facility plan already in place with this building, and so that was reviewed by DEP to make sure it meets our criteria, and so they will be receiving full points for that as well and purchasing BLT points. And so with that, sketch, uh, fine, staff finds that the sketch plan, preliminary plan amendment, and site plan amendment meets the standards of the zoning ordinance and subdivision ordinance and is in conformance with the uh, 2000 Silver Spring CBD sector plan. All noticing requirements have been met and we have not received any correspondence on these applications. Therefore, staff recommends approval of each of the applications with conditions as enumerated in the staff report. Thank you. Thank you. Um, does uh, anybody from Unithor want to say anything? I think I saw at least one of them. Good morning. Good morning. I'm Bill Commoners with Lurch, Early and Brewer. Uh, on behalf of the applicant, United Therapeutics, uh, with me is Avi Halpert from the company, along with our uh, landscape architect, the architects, and, and so on. Our team is here uh, if you have any questions. The project, as uh, as your staff noted, is an example of the evolution of both the uses and the ad ad adaptive reuse of an existing building. The Unisphere was originally approved in 2013 and 14 and occupied in 2018. Uh, it is a net zero on-site building with office and laboratories. It's the largest net zero building in Montgomery County. The amendment is to accommodate the, uh, the daycare playground and to bring the project within the current zoning ordinance uh, standards. So they've done the public benefit analysis and such, but the building is existing. There is, as staff noted, no change in the building footprint, no change in the building gross floor area. Uh, the only exterior changes are a few door modifications. Uh, as Mr. Halpert will describe the daycare center momentarily, it's a relocation and expansion of the existing daycare operation on the campus and uh, relocation of the playground. So with that, Mr. Halpert will uh, describe that a little bit, and then uh, we'll turn back over to you. Bobby? Yeah. So, uh, you know, our, our CEO, her, her vision is uh, <clears throat> to provide daycare so, so we, can, we can stay in the office, so we know where our kids are. It's an important part of our benefit package. And... Um, and it's it's truly a uh, a benefit that's uh, that's uh, recognized by all. Um, I I just want to thank you. If there are no questions um, on on the findings or staff recommendations, um, I'd just like to thank the the commission and the staff for uh, their efforts in <clears throat> reviewing the plans with us and coming to accommodations. On some elements, it's it's been productive, um, and uh, would just like to to thank everybody. And I'll turn it back over to uh, to Casey and uh, let you uh, do your accounting and and voting. Okay, this is uh, really cool, um, and I think you know we were talking um, just the other day about activating ground floor uses. 
uh, as, in addition or in lieu of retail. And, um, you know, I think having an outdoor play area for daycare uh, accomplishes that goal nicely. So that's really great. It's not a typical thing. You see adaptive reuse in a building that's only been occupied for three years, but that's fine too. Uh, and there's a lot of bureaucratic hurdles, but it's nice to see that the new zoning code is accommodating a little more flexibility. So uh, I would ask if the board has any questions or comments or um, maybe three motions starting with the sketch plan. Uh, Jerry, just just one comment. I think that's an excellent idea. Just as a medical institution, I'm sure they're comfortable with air quality and noise and whether any of the uh, landscaping would have would help uh, dampen the noise off US 29 and as well as the air quality. That's just a comment. That's a great project. Okay, does anybody want to make a motion on the sketch plan? Uh, Jerry says, yeah, I'll make a motion on the sketch plan. And I'll second. All in favor of approving the sketch plan? Aye. 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 Opposed. That is approved. Uh, the preliminary plan, could we get a motion on that? Uh, Jerry says she so moved. And I'll second. All in favor of amending the preliminary plan? Aye. 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 Opposed. That is also approved unanimously. And the site plan amendment? Uh, Jerry says she so moved. I'll second. All in favor of the amended site plan say aye. 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 Uh, aye. Opposed? That too is approved. Thank you all very much, and we'll look forward to checking out your new and improved uh, daycare situation. Uh, thank you that, very much. Thank you, Mr. Thank you. That brings us to item eight, uh, which is 11801 Locks Road preliminary plan.
Alrighty, it's time for 118017 Locks Road, Willerburn Estate, Section 2, Preliminary Plan with Ryan Sigworth. Hello, Mr. Chair, members of the board. Um, just give me a minute to share my screen. Should be able to see the presentation now. Um, we, Ryan we, Sigworth. We see the slides, yes. Okay, great, thank you. Um, Ryan Sigworth with the Up County Planning Team. Um, this is preliminary plan 120-210-160, and it's entitled uh, 118017 Locks Road, which ironically is the address of the um, subject property. Um, the graphic on the first slide here shows the general plan, and there'll be another graphic later on the presentation, but this shows the red line show the general lot layout. Um, this property is located uh, at the intersection of Seven Locks and Fontaine Street. You have Seven Locks uh, running north and south, roughly, in Fontaine. Here, the subject property is shown in red. Um, it is all of the pro property you see in yellow uh, is the R90 zone, um, and it is surrounded by single-family housing, with the exception of three um, religious assembly uses to the north along the east side of Seven Locks Road. All the rest are single-family detached houses, some larger lots uh, on the Fontaine block, and then on the uh, west side of Seven Locks, you have um, single-family detached on slightly smaller lots. And the site itself is improved with an existing house and driveway out to Fontaine Street. It's uh, just over one acre in size. And as I mentioned, it's the R90 zone. Um, there is no regulatory forest on here, but there are a number of specimen trees and it is located in the 2002 Potomac Subregion Master Plan. The aerial, you can see all of the single-family houses and the, the religious uses um, to the north as well. The proposal from the applicant um, seeks to sub this, subdivide this property into four lots, three net uh, additional uh, single-family detached housing units. The green lines on this graphic show the, um, the lot layout. You see... Uh, there is a shared driveway out to Seven Locks Road to limit, not only limit access onto Seven Locks Road, but to also address the site distance concerns that MCDOT had and transportation staff had um, with the connection to Seven Locks and the other two lots um, connect into Fontaine Street. <clears throat> the frontage improvements on this property based on the bicycle master plan are uh, bikeable shoulders. The shoulder already exists, the applicant will convert the um, the existing shoulder along seven locks into a bikeable shoulder. It will preserve the existing uh, sidewalk that's running along seven locks now, um, and then include a new sidewalk running along Fontaine Street. The applicant will also um, replace an upside uh, drainage culvert in the right of way uh, at the intersection at Fontaine Street. This um, there's an existing uh, drainage problem on at that intersection and uh, the culvert is being replaced and upsized to not only address the existing problem, but handle the increase in runoff um, just based on the, the development itself. <clears throat> As I mentioned, the property is located in the, uh, in the Potomac subregion master plan. The red line shows the Potomac area of the plan itself and the star here shows um, the rough location of the subject property. Um, if you go slightly north to the north, you uh, end up at Montrose Road. Um, 
The plan uh, does not specifically identify this piece of property, but it recognizes this area of the master plan as the most heavily developed area. Um, and this section of the master plan really focuses on just specific sites um, or specific properties itself, um, but it does support the retention and reconfirmation of existing zoning for developed, underdeveloped, and uh, undeveloped property within the area. As I mentioned, uh, on the fringe improvement side, the bicycle master plan recommends bikeable shoulders uh, along the east side of Sutton Locks Road between Montrose Road and Tuckerman Lane, with no improvements on Fontaine Street. Um, adequate public facilities, uh, with the net increase of three lots, that does not reach the threshold of 50 person trips and therefore a traffic study is not required. Um, the existing right-of-way uh, on Seven Locks and Fontaine is adequate. The, there is a small area of dedication which is centered on the graphic to provide some truncation. The current right-of-way line um, has, has a radius here and the, the um, right-of-way dedication will provide the truncation. That's the standard um, today. The property is served by public sewer and water and will continue to be. The application meets stormwater management requirements and it has an approved fire access and water supply plan. And as shown in the staff report, the public school facilities are adequate. In terms of forest conservation, as I mentioned, there is no regulatory forest on this property, but there are a number of specimen trees that are planned to be removed. Those are shown in red, the red stars. Um, with the furniture improvements, the net tract area increases to uh, 1.21 acres in size, and that produces an afforestation requirement of 0.18 acres. And with the removal of the specimen trees and the tree variants, um, that produces a mitigation rate shown with the um, yellow or kind of peach colored here, which are the mitigation trees used to mitigate the removal of the specimen trees. And the offsite require, or the uh, afforestation requirement will be met in an offsite bank uh, or a fee and lieu payment. So to sum up, it does meet the requirements of or the recommendations of the Potomac Subregion Master Plan. The public facilities are adequate. It complies with the provisions of the subdivision regulations and the R90 zone. And the lot is, lots are appropriate in, with respect to the size, shape, width, and orientation for the proposed use. It meets Chapter 22A of the Forest Conservation Law and Chapter 19 for stormwater. Um, staff did receive six letters, which are attachment eight in your packet. Um, and those concerns uh, were um, kind of surfaced around the, the um, bullet points here. Um, it was mainly about stormwater control and the letters and phone calls I got actually were more concerned about the, um, the existing drainage problem uh, on Fontaine Street with the culvert, which has been addressed as part of this application. Tree removal, um, a proposed retaining wall that was along the north side of the property between the lots and the religious use and with um, some changes to grading, that retaining wall has since been removed. It was, it was in the early iterations of the plan. Um, other concerns were the effects on the neighborhood with the proposed increase in density and an increase in traffic. Um, staff looked at these um, issues and believes with the implementation of current codes, current stormwater measures, and the mitigation measures provided in the application with the conditions of approval, but that those um, concerns are largely addressed. With that, staff recommends approval with, for 118017 Locks Road and preliminary plan 12021160 and adoption of the resolution, which is also available for you. If there's any questions, I'd be happy to answer them. 
Uh, are there any questions or comments from the board or just Mr. Looks like Mr. Commoners is here again. Uh, if the applicant wants to say anything, we would uh, be happy to hear them or we could uh, just see if the board has any uh, input or uh, need some more information. Mr. Chair, I always defer to the board speaking with the staff first. I do have a short comment, but but very, uh, very minor. Uh, if there are any questions that you all have for the staff, please uh, go ahead of me. Okay, if there are no questions or comments right off the bat, we'll turn over to Mr. Commoners. Go right ahead. Sounds good, thank you. Ch uh, Chair Anderson, members of the board, Bill Commoners with Lurch, Early and Brewer on behalf of the applicant. With me is Jeff Robertson from Cass Engineering. Uh, we're pleased to be here for this re-subdivision case. Uh, I think the staff report says it very well that uh, the staff provided extensive feedback to improve the overall design, which resulted in the revised layout. Uh, that's what's before you, and we agree. The staff also uh, raised and addressed the issues presented by the comments from the community on the original plan. Those letters that Mr. Sigworth just referred to were all related to the plan as originally filed, and that plan has now been substantially revised to be the one that you see before you. Uh, the applicant worked hard with the staff to marry the desired improvements with the practicalities of the actual conditions of the property, and we believe that a very good balance was struck. Uh, we appreciate all the work that the staff did in uh, getting us to yes on all of that. Um, as Mr. Sigworth mentioned, we particularly addressed the significant element of the community concern, that is the water ponding at the intersection of Seven Locks and Fontaine Street. Uh, it's been a problem for some time, apparently, without any response to the county. This application will, in fact, now replace that existing culvert under Fontaine Street so that the volume of water should not back up and cause the problem that has been there historically. Um, Mr. Robertson is here to address any, any specific questions about the uh, design and the plan if you have them, uh, but otherwise I will just tell you that we believe that the application meets the requirements of the subdivision regulations and that the conditions in the staff report of January 7th uh, are acceptable to the applicant and we'd ask that you approve the application in accordance with the staff report and the conditions. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, okay, having heard all that, does the board have anything they wanna raise or could we get a motion on the preliminary plan? Uh, Jerry says you make a motion on the preliminary plan. And I'll second. All in favor of approving the preliminary plan. Aye. 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 And that includes Aye. the adoption of the resolution? Including the adoption of the resolution, yes. Uh, so uh, that is unanimous. Thanks uh, very much, and we are adjourned.